be the last one standing Two hands in the air, I'm a champion You'll be looking up at me when it's over I live for the battle, I'm a soldier Yeah, I'm a fighter like Rocky Put your flag on your back like Ali Yeah, I'm the greatest, I'm stronger Bet my dudes can't lose, I'm a own ya Welcome, welcome, welcome to Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. Uh, I'm Chris. <laughs> and thank you for joining us. Uh, we're going to try a little bit something different this evening. Yeah, we are uh, So we've had a little bit of feedback. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to split it into two. Uh, we're going to have one with the uh, analysis, so overview of the round, and then mm-hmm. we're going to have another one which will be a little bit more community-based, so we'll do uh, the Q&As there. So if you have asked a question, tough, you have to listen twice, <laughs> and um, so that way we can have a bit more banter and have a bit of a laugh and, and that sort of thing. So I think we'll split it into two, and that way you can actually get what you're after and yeah. get what you want out of us. Pretty much, um, yeah, we've, we've had some feedback saying that the sometimes the pod is are too long, so if you just really want to get you know the, the straight to the facts, we're going to try and keep this one to about an hour length yeah just go through the rounds just remember we are new at doing this as well so we want to keep you happy uh we do realize things on board i suppose is yeah Yeah, so look we're going to sharpen it up a little bit um yep yep, so sharpen it up like collingwood did on a thursday (laughs) no friday Friday night night. yeah they're they're so sharp they're a day earlier than adelaide (laughs) just like the grand final i think (laughs) they they rocked up adelaide was a day late Yeah. yeah exactly right um look awesome game um it was you know straight off the bat with uh with the pies uh, they were winning the clearances, they were winning the ball forward, they were winning the contests and contested possession all night, but in the first quarter especially. And their ball use moving inside 50 was unlike I've probably ever seen um, Collingwood in the last couple of years. Um, and they were hitting targets. Um, the, the key forwards weren't really having an impact. It was the small forwards, you know, Stevenson five goals, which was quite oh, nice. I, could, I couldn't believe it. And for those that kept him, you know, kudos to you. Yeah, he, well he, done. He, well, yeah. that was that was his that was his big game, right? That was his mincer. He yeah. just and he'll make money now for a few weeks. So if you had him, awesome work. Yeah, uh, he, he was good in the first few weeks, but without over being overly you know dominant. Yep. Yeah, he kind of scored okay. You know, sixties and whatnot. But uh, this game. Boy, oh boy, wowee. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, five goals, and, and yeah, what a reward. Um, and I've actually read an article this week that um, he's played a lot of full forward in his uh, time as a junior. So for someone with his talent, speed... It's because he didn't um, have the heart to play up the ground, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Another heart joke. <laughs> Keep them coming. It's, it's going to go all year. I made... I made um, <laughs> this is one for a little private league. Um, I made a little joke this week because uh, Robertson's out for a couple of weeks, and I commented to our, our draft team... Uh, we have a little chat thing going, and I was like, "Oh, I was going to make a joke here, but I don't have the heart to <laughs> for Robertson." So oh, the banter. No, he, he was uh, Stevenson. Very impressive. Yeah, very impressive. Um, but you can't take anything away from uh, the man who was easily best on ground, in my opinion, which was Brody Grundy. What an unreal performance from Brody! It was just insane, right? Absolutely dominated. Yep. I mean, dominated source. He got around the ground. Like, what was it 32 disposals, 33? I don't know. He just kept getting the ball. Yeah. Uh, reminded me a lot of um, Stefan Mutton, to be honest, as far as just yeah. racking up the pill. Yep. Um, I honestly think, though, that uh, Grundy's potentially a better tack rup than, than Stefan Martin, but they probably have almost equivalent around the ground. I still think that Martin's probably better around the ground at this point in his career. Yeah. Um, but do he's like also Gr- had Grundy. 10 more years in the system. Well, exactly. So but I do seven. like that uh, Grundy likes to get in there and, and tackle and hurt yeah. some people. So oh. It was a unique position because you know, they both contest the ruck 
and then the ball would drop. And Grundy's the first one either to the ball or tackling the guy if it was an Adelaide uh, mid that uh, got first possession. So he was the, the fastest to react in the entire midfield. It's really unique to watch. And I, I just, I've got so much awesome things to say about Grundy. Um, and currently the number t- uh, number one ruckman in terms of total points, which is pretty cool. Yeah, he's gone absolutely crazy. I think yeah. he's averaging like 130. Um, well, last year, um, and the reason why we, we actually talked about it in the preseason is someone that might break out. However, had never had a score over a 130, I think it was. He was consistent, but never really hit a top end. Yeah. Um, Didn't really go massive, but he was. I mean, he was great for uh, fantasy. Yeah, he would just always go big. But for Supercoach, it didn't really translate. Yep. Uh, what side bottom though? I thought his game oh. was very interesting. He's in a rich. Uh, he's a purple patch at the moment. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. He had a couple of nineties. I think the first two rounds, and then he's gone like one thirty, one thirty six or something. And then one thirty eight. Yep. So two one thirties in a row. Interesting. Um, but- that he only, he got one thirty eight, but he had career high possessions of forty three. So uh, playing a lot, a lot of mid-time and, and didn't really get much up forward. At, at, usually he pushes forward and kicks goals and that supplements his score. Well, I think if you put him in draft, it's it's kudos to you. Um, I thought he was going to be playing a little bit more forward. Yep. Except it seems like Trelaw and these other guys are yeah. pushing forward a bit more. I think with Adams out as well, he pushed more into the mid midfield and had to win more ball. Yeah, no, more's in defence. Who's <laughs> <laughs> on second? Um, uh, good anyway, one. Yeah, great. Yeah, um, but I, I really like the tagging role he did. So him and oh. Aish were double teaming Sloan. Yeah, and if you're into that sort of thing, it's like a wet dream. <laughs> He's a good-looking man. <laughs> not with his shape. If I, if, if I, if I was that chick from Ladbrokes, I'd be a little bit concerned. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Jeez. Um, no, nah, look, uh, honestly, they, they did play a really good... Uh, they double-teamed him at stoppages, um, one taking the space, one taking the body, um, and it worked to a T because Sloan basically was taken out of the game, and when you every single other midfielder that you really have is Gibbs. injured <laughs> or, or Gibbs, Gibbs. <laughs> you know you take the contested part out of uh, out of their midfield which is exactly what they did and how they played and it was perfect yes um, well, I did like to see uh, Greenwood actually uh, had a lot of contested possessions and was one of the only guys that could win it in a contested situation bust a tackle and, and break it open yeah um, uh, this was one game I was really unhappy that I tipped uh, Adelaide by 30 and yeah, I, I so realised it was I. a wet game and I was like I oh. think I went 36 I think 6 goals is what I went yeah unlucky so yeah. like most people oh, well. But um, look, apart from that, I think Murray was another good standout again. Oh. Another ninety, like what a what a jet. That guy is an absolute jet. He has straightened up their backline. Like I, I've, I've been crying out for someone that could actually take the game on. You know, for years we've had Maynard playing the role that is Sam Murray. Now Maynard's handballing to Murray on the run yeah, and creating and moving the ball forward. Because Maynard can't kick for, yeah. for donkeys. So. It's had a flow-on effect, though, because you also see that Jack Crisp now is not that looked looking to be that person. They're, again, looking to get into uh, Murray's hands to use his pace. And Jack Crisp is now playing as an intercept third-man defender. So he's, you know, cutting across to, ta- to, to chop out. And that's taking... He's obviously a tall guy, which is great, but it means that he doesn't have to have the reliability of disposal out of the back line, which makes him look like a god. <laughs> so I'm really enjoying the way that the, the structure of the team's going at the moment. Um, Degoe came in with the first... Yes, I was a little... I hit. actually thought when the game started, Chris, you might have put him in your side. I was so close, and I'm, I'm glad I didn't, but yeah, with the when he was on the ball was when he was scoring really well, and again, it, it showed... He's got so much class. He kicked um, he kicked a goal, I think maybe even two goals, and, and set up another couple. And when he was doing that was when he was on the ball. He actually didn't kick any goals when he was playing forward. So it was all about his role forward. Um, there was a stoppage on the halfback flank at one point. Uh, he got a, a handball received, uh, handballed it out, and then... 
chased right down the middle through the center of the ground and got received the ball in the 50 and then kicked a goal. You know, that's the sort of running power and it's spread from stoppage that you can get from a Dugowie. So to finish off Collingwood, uh, Chris... I'd so love for, to finish off all oh, of Collingwood. Wow. <laughs> um, so, so for the whole game, guess who had the fifth lowest score, Chris? Uh, who was that? Cox. Out of everyone. Wow. With a, with a 44. With a 44. Mind you, the stats didn't do him any justice. He actually got a lot of hit out, hits to advantage. Like, it doesn't count as a hit out to advantage. Which would but, be frustrating if you're a Cox owner, which I am. Well, you were. Oh, wait. No, in my pants. Oh. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Chris, save that filth for the next oh, podcast, okay, mate? Um, but, yeah. So, uh, look. Yeah, it's frustrating if you're a you know, I, I did trade him out, so I had him and, and I saw the potential. Um, but if you don't, you don't get any points for a tap to advantage or for shepping off the ball... He did some really classy things that led to a lot of goals, and that's really why people are saying, "Oh, well, he actually didn't have a bad game, even though he only scored very well. Uh, didn't score very well." But um, uh, look, I suppose in terms of Adelaide, I mean, we, well, we said it, Mister Consistent. Yeah, Laird's the only shining light in that entire the, midfield, really. I think. Well, would you say defense. he's like the best defender at this point in time, Chris? He's definitely the number one, <laughs> defender. but not not because he's a good defender, but because he's reliable at this point. No one's put a tag on him yet. No. And I thought Collingwood were. But I found um, it interesting in the broadcast that they they s- said, you know, Laird's averaging thirty eight disposals, and they still chose to tag Sloan instead of tag Laird, which makes sense because he I don't think had any impact on the result. No, he had a lot of ball, but he just turned it over. Oh, well, he's he's balls with short forty five degree kicks to someone else in a better position. I wonder if Sydney will do it. Maybe they'll put Papley or someone on him. Oh, I love a good Papa's role. Papley likes maybe, to get dirty. Maybe he does. Uh, yeah, Gibbs got a one hundred four. So for those that trade him in on his one twenty average, good luck. Yeah. Um, basically, Greenwood. I do like his play. Any we all, great did, draft. We, well, we did draft, draft for draft. We yeah. noted at the start of the year his points per minute uh, were huge. Yep. Uh, and he had low time on ground last As year. I said, so he's, he's just busting through tackles like no one could well, stop him. The guys are. Unit Greenwood could be essentially the um, Matt Crouch of two years ago, so he ends up with yep. a ninety-three average or something like yep. that. So and and I think and bust through. he could he could his contested game is strong. Uh, apart from that, I mean, realistically, there wasn't too much to take out of this. Seedsman, except- Seedsman had one of the lowest um, fantasy score to to uh, Supercoach scores games I've ever seen. I think he got a one thirty in fantasy and a seventy-one in Supercoach. Yeah. I, I looked at it because uh, a friend picked it up in the draft comp. And he was on zero at quarter time. Yeah. But he had like a, a few disposals. He, I think it was like a free against. Yeah. 33% disposal efficiency. Just really, butch- butchering it up. Really butchering the so, ball. So, look, be happy he got a 71. Yeah. To be honest. Honestly, he pulled it together to get that. And uh, we called it before the game that Adelaide re- went in too tall. They did go in too tall and everyone could see that. Um, Fogarty barely touched the ball. He got a 44. Um, actually think he's one of the guys to trade out. Um, yeah. I'd love to have a look at Do- his Dodan only got a 57 as well, so that was his lowest uh, game for the year. Yep. Uh, but look, it was a wet game, so it's kind of gone one of those things. Same as Seedsman, it's a wet game. It's not really his cup of tea as far as you know being able to run and get those skills going. Yeah, and I uh, look, uh, um, in terms of that, so Dodie, he's only got a break-even still of about 25. Um, so you got to hold because he's still going to make you more cash. Oh, yeah. Even if it's just a 55 this week. If it's a 55, he probably becomes into that almost trade um, bracket where you can um, downgrade him um, or upgrade him depending on what you're doing in your team. Yep. Um, but at this stage, it's definitely 100% a hold. I think he's also someone who could bust out an 80 or 100 this week and then start making some more cash as well. So All right. I'm well, looking forward to that. Let's move on to the next game, GWS versus Fremantle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fremantle actually started this game really well, Chris. And then uh, yeah, GWS, GWS, as they do, they just kind of start to grind and get their feet you know, a bit dirty and just push away. Plus, it was at Windy Hill. Yeah, and oh, some of these kicks were dude, just going left, watching, right, and center. Watching the game, I was just, 
I'm actually surprised that they still play um, a, a quite a few uh, AFL games at venues that have ridiculous wins. So either of the ones down at either Blundstone or what's the other one down in in, uh, in Tassie there? There's two there. Yes. One in Launceston, one in It's Hollywood. not on the mainland, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, but they, they both are always wind-affected. Um, and then the, the games in Canberra are always wind-affected. Um, and the AFL just goes, yeah, and same with the ones up north in, in uh, yeah. Cairns and, and I don't think that the Giants love it because they're, they're quite small and mobile, yeah. so they'll just have a lot of shots at goal, and they'll just run it in and hit the angles, and they quite love it, you know, so... I think that it's a it's a real benefit to the home team because yeah. for, basically what it means is that the home team knows how to read the wind and they've, they've played to the conditions before, whereas the away team are coming in going, what the hell is happening here? Uh, we don't know how to play to this because we have a decent stadium. Well, let's, <laughs> let's get into our man, Niggs, Coniglio. Oh, dude, uh, Again, another big score. Yep. Again, a 116. Uh, absolutely loving life. I yep. think I you know, must have given him the, the right touch. You I did. Think. You gave him the Midas touch. And uh, I think I need to. I think I need to touch. I think I need to touch Shaw again because. Yeah, you do. You need to. Uh, he had a two-week peak. Yeah. Um, uh, like Chris in high school, and uh, <laughs> nah, it was after high so school, bro. <laughs> Canilio, uh, Caniglio, Caniglio, one sixteen, love it. Uh, Taranto, uh, not so surprising when Kelly is out. Yeah. So um, again, um, the guy that can perennially score well if he's got the right role, but. Um, not often does with a full complement of, of GWS midfielders. We'll see, yeah. So, I mean, look, he look, definitely looks talented, but, yeah, not someone I'd be bringing in. I mean, he did, what, 50-something last week? So. Yeah, 49. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Chris, was Haynes on your list before I posted it last night with his stats? I had Haynes in the... I had Haynes... Uh, I drafted him on draft I know, night. I know you did. So, yeah. So, what, he no, did, he, but... I actually had him already uh, selected on the uh, right, waiver okay. before you even well, sent an email. Well, then that's okay. Yeah. So, I think he had, like, 28 and 29 disposals yeah. the last two weeks. Um, Annoying. No, not surprisingly, though, his, his rise has actually come with uh, Shaw's fall. Uh, so yeah. maybe they're using him a little bit more Which on the way out. Which is upsetting. So um, it's not necessarily... I don't think it's by design. Uh, it doesn't look to be by design No, I think it, it might just be matchups, like, I literally. Think, so uh, they just go one way or the other. I think, in essence, they probably play the same role. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so one, one game, one might have a good game. The other, the other game, another one might have a good game. Some games, they might both have good games, but... Oh, um, I'm, I'm very... I'm still very stoked. Finlayson, another 100. Yeah, absolutely. 101. Yep. Um, and he's actually, okay, so out of the three, so between Haynes, Finlayson, and Shaw, realistically, Finlayson's the one that they look to most to get in the ball in his hand. And in that's ridiculous. Hands. Well, that's insane for a, a well, he's a first year AFL player. Um, I know he's been in the system for a few years, but um, they really trust his disposal. He's also tall and strong, so he can take marks and he runs with the ball. Um, so, uh, but his disposal is, is, is really elite. He would have had the same amount of disposals, I'm pretty sure, as Shaw, or maybe a couple more, and scored 30 points more. It's just his disposal is so good. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, good on him, and, and great. I've actually got him swung him into midfield now on the field. Um, so he's going to be my M7 or M8 for the foreseeable future and see how we go. Fair enough. Um, the other one that I want to touch on, Brett Deligo. So someone I think we just have to put our hand up and say... Yeah, good job. I think that's two weeks in a row. He's actually looked pretty good. Yeah, he didn't He didn't score overly well last week. I think he had a score in the 70s. Um, but 115. Wow. Good on you, good on you Deligo. Let's clap okay, it up. Okay, so he, he did pretty good. He got a 90 in round two and then round three, 56. So he's yeah. a bit up and down at the moment. But um, look... I'm just happy he's on the park, to be honest. Yeah. I, I look, it's, it's great that he's got four games in a row. I don't think he's done that in a long time, so good on him. That's true. Maybe I should try and trade for him, although he's just got 100. So. Yeah, yeah. It's not a good time to trade for him. Probably not a good time. Um, anyway, so Toby Green, 93. Yep. Um, not too great, not too... 
Conditions oh, good didn't enough. really suit small forwards in that win, so, you know. Yeah, 93, not too bad. Like, it could be worse. You could have Billings. Yeah, <laughs> that could you know. be a lot worse. Although Billings did get two scores of 60, so, you know, might uh, even out there. But, yeah, uh, yeah Heater Shaw, 75. Uh, the, like, he hasn't gone horribly. No, I mean? he's like, not. It's, it's no. not horrible. I it's think not that... so bad that I'm worried. Like, it's the same thing. I, I, it's not the same with, with, um, with Hibbert. I, I don't think it, he's going to be as fairly looked upon for two reasons. First of all, he was $100,000 cheaper. Yep. I'm not expecting him to be a top... Uh, I'd love him to be top six. Yeah, for sure. But at this point, I think we've got to be realistic about Anywhere, it and say... Top 10 would be Top amazing. 10, definitely. Top yep. six, maybe. I, uh, when when I first looked at Heath Shaw, I thought he could probably average about 100. Now I'm thinking about 95. So I've definitely adjusted my expectations of him, but I think still at 95 he provides value and he's yeah, still going to be I'm not that worried defender. because of how well the defensive rookies are doing. Yeah, they Plain can carry you through. Well, Finlayson's getting 100. Dode gets yep. you anywhere from like, well, usually an 80 to 100. Uh, and Murray's getting 90s. So why would I be worried? Because normally rookies will get you 60s and 70s and... Yep. You know what I mean? So I'm not that worried at this point in time because they're holding up really well. And and realistically, the other thing is, like, who are the actual legitimate top four at this stage? Because, really, Hibbert's dropped out of that top four. Um, Yo had a 27 and then bounced back, which was great. Um, but, you you know, do you want to ride the Yo train? Well, I yeah. love riding my, the Yo mind train. Mind you, Yo's had 300s out of four games. Yeah. So. Laird's, Laird's a, a lock. And um, the emergence of... And so here's the other consideration. You know, Hooker going back is really freed up. I just... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Crazy. Uh, Hurley. Hurley, yes. So, sorry. I was like, Michael Harvey? That's not it. Um, so, you know, that's a consideration as well moving forward. Now, is it is it a good time to start looking at Hurley as, as the the one you should be getting in your team? Yep. Um, so, something to consider, but yeah, well, I'm overall, a little annoyed I chose Hibbert over Yo or there's Hurley. No, there's no real point. urgency to go get them because the rookies are so, scoring so well. Yeah, and Hibbert's bound to have a big game at some point. And yeah. then his price will go back up to somewhere relatively decent and then move him on. Again, the defense is so good that I'd be trying to you know, really improve those weak areas at this point in yeah, time. Yeah, I think that you probably need to spend more money on your midfield and forward line than you do at the moment yeah, in defence. Yeah, particularly midfield with, um, you know, you've got um, Barry didn't play, so will he play this time? You have Brayshaw, yep. you know what I mean? Like, basically has a break-even, break-even higher than Holman's his average. Holman's probably got a week or two until you've got to get rid of him. Yeah, so I think I'd yep. be trying to look at those angles to shore that up. Um, anyway, so... Yeah, cool. Uh, I thought it was interesting that Ryan Griffin was basically playing at a, like, full forward almost. Yeah, and he looked a beast of a man, didn't he? He looked bigger than he, like, in terms of muscle. It looks like he put on quite a bit of weight. I mean, it's probably had not much else to do than being in the gym for the last... Well, yeah, he's been, he's been injured for the last two years, mate. He's just been eating pie. <laughs> or no, sorry, eating pies. Eating sausage rolls. <laughs> and uh, lift, and lifting weights, mate. Pretty much, yeah. So look at that one. That was surprising to see him out of there. Well, um, he can eat more, Chris, because he saved money on haircuts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, classic. Yeah, that extra twenty dollars a month. Yeah. Um, Sandy dominated Simpson the Ruck, and I I will anticipate. And they've listed um, so three that they've listed as coming back this week is Lob, Giles Langdon, and third Josh Kelly. They're all listed as a test. They did say, the um, general manager of, of GWS said, unfortunately, that at the moment, Josh Kelly is a week-to-week prospect, which doesn't fill me with confidence. Um, but I'm still going to hold for now, and we'll see what his output like. I, I think I can at least afford to hold him for a, until a real viable uh, top five mid goes and puts his hands up. Right now, the only other one that I'm speculatively looking at as a sideways trade is maybe a Clayton Oliver because I already have Dusty, Titch, and Danger who are already, they're guaranteed top five, you'd think. Um, and so who are the other ones? 
Um, I'm well. I've got five, so I don't know. Like Cripps has really underperformed. Parker has dropped off in the last couple of weeks. Well, Neil um, Neil's been horrible. Neil's Neil's horrible. Well, as in he's getting a lot of ball, but his disposal yeah. is horrible. Um, Merritt's uh, yeah, again is is in a downward spiral at the moment with his scoring. Um, so who really are the top ten? And and something that we will touch on in the next podcast, I yep. think, is is where we see it shaping up and um and where you should look to sideways. But I think a, a couple more weeks and it will uh, highlight that for us. Yes, that's fair. Um, so Sandy, 139, just dominated. Yeah. Just literally ragged all apart the from, time. Like, literally, apart from him, I mean, Stephen Hill, no one's going to have him in their side. So yeah. five got a 101. Um, yeah, it wasn't too bad. He played a lot forward as well. So Yeah, I mean, he did what he did. And like, I think a lot of his points came in the first quarter. I think he got 47 or something yeah, in the first quarter. Yeah, he looked really quarter. good in the first quarter. Um, and then slowed down, unfortunately. Walter's slowed down. Walter seems to be having a bit of a yo-yo as well, a bit up and down. So you'll get your, when he does well, 130. that is typically what he is. Um, he can be shut out of games, but he's still scraped together a 72. I'm not worried because he's a forward. Because he's going to have a 130 and a 70. I'm okay with that. I don't, I don't mind. Um, if he's averaging me 95 to 100 over the year, that's what I'm looking for. And I think he's smack on 100 average at the moment. So... Um, yeah, that's uh, you couldn't ask for something better for someone who started the season at 470k. Still better than Billings. <laughs> a lot better than Billings. <laughs> so, uh, Banfield, I was pretty happy. He got 69. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> making money. 69. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and as summer's over, Banfield, so get with it. Um, um, yeah, and his, uh, his break-even's really good. Uh, don't even look at trading him for the next few weeks. No, and I had to roll him on, on field this week. Oh, yeah, a lot of people did. Because Kelly, Kelly wasn't there. I actually so. threw the, the um, caution to the wind, and I bet... Um, uh, there's two two guys that I had on field over. So basically I moved Finlayson to midfield, which meant I played Richards on field. So essentially that trade meant that instead of playing a Banfield on field, I played a Richards and I lost two points on that. Um, but I also rolled the dice because of that. Um, I was The other alternative was going Crowden instead of um, Garland on field in the forward line. Um, and so I didn't get Crowden in. I played Garland on the forward line and he actually outscored so I did win on those two trades, but not very much. It was very minimal. Yeah, apart from that, I don't think there's too much relevancy from Fremantle. Luke Ryan honest. had a really down week, 51. He did. Um, so those that uh, traded him in, oh, I know some I people really are saying feel to bad trade him in. You. I don't. We, well, we said not to. but We did say not to. Uh, um, this is going to be the quickest uh, coverage ever. Uh, <laughs> Brisbane versus Richmond. Um, wow. Shout out to whoever said, uh, you know, please make it stop. Um, <laughs> they're already dead. It's very true. Honourable mention for the banter of the week, you're yeah. actually going to like this reference coming up, Chris. So I watched this game. I watched the whole game, mm. right? God, it pains me to say so. So my, my old... How did you watch the whole game? Because uh, I had to... Chris. Luckily, um, I, was actually, one time... I was actually going to switch and watch a different game. But, <laughs> this but, is the but, one time where the AFL helped me out by overlapping the games in the start kickoff times because I'm like, no way. Yeah. I just turned well, over Anyway, so one. stupid Brisbane supporter here watched the whole game. My old man recorded the game. He went out helping some, you know, my mum and other stuff, right? So he, he recorded the game. Mm-hmm. I sent him a message being like... Yeah, don't even bother. You're just going to want to delete that game. And then he said, he's like, yep, no worries. I saw the score. Catch you later. And, catch, I, and I was like, do you, remember, do you remember that game we saw? So here's one thing. My, I haven't seen a game with my dad and my sister in a long time. We went to one game, and it was Brisbane versus Collingwood at the Gabba. Collingwood, I saw that game. Collingwood had lost so many games in a row. They were horrible. I was actually and in and the members like, area in the, drinking a lot of schooners at that at that point. No one cares. <laughs> now, uh, so this, this one game, Collingwood were doing horrible to start the year off. Brisbane were favourites, I believe, for once. And Collingwood kicked all like 50-something points to two points. It was in the first, in the first half. First it was half. so good. It was great. And I said, do you remember that game, Dad? I remember they, they I kicked said, a goal right before the, like, on. I reckon it was on the halftime siren. And, it, like, 
<laughs> I was like, ah, oh, well, give him one. No, <laughs> it, it was. I said, you remember that game? And I was like, it was worse than that. And that pretty much sums it up. Like yeah, it to be bad. honest, the only positive thing coming from this game was Cam Rayner. Yeah, from, from Brisbane. Oh, well, well, and it, well, from my point of view, Christensen with the ninety-eight. Oh, so Christensen and Rayner. They were the only two playing a half pocket slash yeah, back half flank. back. Yeah, flank it was hybrid yeah. role. It was very weird. He's changed the last couple of weeks, which has uh, been good for his scoring, which is which is all right. I like it. I don't mind it. Yeah. So he had a ducking fend off challenge with Dusty. Who <laughs> 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 could duck into the fend off? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, look, uh, like, um, and I had the VC on Dusty. Um, if yes, you didn't, as, the, as did I. I think we've made pretty good choices yeah, for VCs. Lately. That was the defining moment of who scored well and who didn't score well is who you had the VC on. Yeah, and so many people were messaging, even privately, being like, oh, do you take the 141 or do you put it on Danger or do you put it on Titch? And I was like... you got to take it. 141 is more than anybody averaged last year. Yep. If it's more than someone averages for a whole year, just because Titch has been like going 150s, he could get injured, he could break his leg, do a calf, he could get tagged, which he did get yep. tagged. He could score horrible. You know what I mean? So he hasn't averaged 150 for a whole year before. So chances are, I take the 140 in the bank every day of the week. Every day of the week. Yeah. And um, we're just lucky that we we've chosen well. We I, haven't. I even was actually super lucky because I the only reason I could use that was because Don Barry was dropped last minute on Friday night. Happy days. Yeah, which meant that I had a loophole option because I had Otherwise six zeros on the pine Ooh. and could not use any of them because they all were on the Adelaide or Adelaide Collingwood and yep. um, GWS Fremantle so, game. So. But yeah, yeah, Dusty, very, very impressive. He basically played a lot forward again. He literally played full forward the entire match and played a little bit. He played more, like, I think it was like more 60 to 65% forward and minimal mid minutes. He, it was but 30, to be 30, fair, they were, they were winning so much that you don't really need to stress him by putting no, him in the midfield, to but, be honest. Um, uh, you know, that experiment or that age old saying of, oh, you know, how many goals would, would the best you know, midfielder in the comp kick if he was played at full forward? Well, he kicked more than danger this week. Yeah. He, well, I think he's third in the Coleman at the moment. So he's just behind. Fourth, I think. I think he's fourth. Yeah. But yeah, somewhere around there. It's just crazy. Uh, Cochin has, again, start great start yeah. to the year. Well, like, I think, with again, with with Dusty playing more um, forward, they're really relying on Cochin, and he's in such good form right now. Yep. Um, I actually would love to have him in draft right now because I think that's two 120s back-to-back. Um, and if well, he I don't stays know about back that to back. Role, he, he was very impressive last time. I don't know if he went as well in Supercoach, but... So someone that would be great in draft, Chris, was Lambert this week. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed it. Although, <laughs> mind, mind, you, in, mind you, in draft this week, I actually versed a Richmond supporter, and he had, like, I think it was Ca- uh, Castagna, like, of all people. Oh. And I was like, literally, just, yeah. Castagna with a 115. And he had Dustin really as captain, you. obviously, yeah. that hurts, uh, which cost me the game, actually. Uh, Dustin versus Danger cost me the game. Yeah. Basically, yeah, 40 points. Yep. Cost me. So, uh, anyway, Lambert did well. Uh, for those that still have him, I don't know why you would, but good on you. Nah, look, he, he was always going to come back and bounce back. He's and, a good player. And, and bounce against Brisbane. Yeah. You know, so, no, nah, he looked a lot more impressive. One thing um, that um, we were went, mentioned to by a regular um, Swizzy, or, or Tay-Tay, as we like to call him, um, he actually said that small forwards against Brisbane, he's noticed a trend that um, any small forward against Brisbane generally scores well because they just can't hold their their defence and the structures just don't work. Um, so if you look at their small forwards, Castagna went big, um, Lambert went big. Um, I suppose Caddy, everyone... Caddy got an 89 as yeah, well. But, I mean, essentially, I think everyone would go big in a game against Brisbane at this point yeah, if they everyone, played that everyone, badly. Everyone except for the other guy I brought in to draft for one yeah. week, Shane Edwards. 
Yeah. Got, got a 50. After he was averaging like 90, I think, for the first three yeah. rounds, I brought him in against Brisbane and he gets a 50. Fair enough. Who gets a 50 against Brisbane, Chris? It anyway, makes sense. Um, uh, apart from that, that's about it. Uh, Brennan Ellis, again, bad 56. Um, worth noting there. Dion Prestia's first game back with an 86, so we'll see how that um, His role is going to be really um, uh, a, a link between uh, Lambert's scores and how much time on ground I actually, has. I actually think Lambert will get better scores when they're fully strength with... Because he'll get a lot of... Yeah. He'll, get, he'll get linked to, so they'll look to him... They do. Yeah, and he gets the easy ones. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But he hasn't been getting it because they're missing a few of their yeah key pieces. How, Martin had a ninety four, which is down on his recent form. But um, yeah. are you going to bring in uh, Zach Bailey? Bailey? No Zach Bailey with way. a fifteen, fifteen super coach. I did not even put him as uh, on my w- watch list of players. I'll tell you what, fifteen in game one. No Chris, way. I'll tell you what, he wasn't actually the worst player on the field. Okay, was Hipwood? Yep. <laughs> Actually, though, that, that's not even fair, to be honest. I'm going to say all of Brisbane's back line was the worst on field. They got the ball, but what boy, oh boy, the, they, the turned, they turned it over. Oh, they could, I did notice they could, that. They, yeah. they, it was wet. They were trying Ten to meter do, chips that they were trying to do chip to kicks. They were trying to be cute. It wasn't hitting targets. They were turning it over. And Richmond, they scored so many points yep. off turnovers. It was stupid. Bailey, right, his score wasn't good, 15, but he had flair. He took it on. He actually got in it. He looked really quite impressive. He looked very zippy. He tried to got done holding the ball a couple of times. You know that fraction of a second that you yeah. would have in the in the seconds. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so it's you, decision you making. You, you don't get. Yeah. yeah. So he, he'll sharpen that up. But he wasn't the worst person on the field. Now, did Zorko get tagged? Or was that just another poor performance? Or ah, uh, look, I don't think it was too bad. Um, just to run with, or potentially, or nothing. To, to no? be honest, this is going to sound really bad. I didn't even notice the man Zorko. I'm still hurt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I blocked him out. Still waiting for that coffee. Nah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But Beams and Zorko, like Be- Beams, right? This is the captain, right? This is the guy that should be standing strong under the ball. The ball comes up in a hospital pass, and Beams basically gets out of the way of it. Oh, wow. He did not stand underneath the ball and cop a hit. Well, mate, he's ha- he's already had enough shoulder reconstructions from carrying Brisbane well, for so he, many years. Mate, he should be able to get he should be able to cop a hit in the back. I mean, he carried shoulder- Collingwood on his shoulders for how many years? Oh uh, no, no. He was, so, he but was, look, mate, that's... he was he was part of a Fab Four, right? Calm anyway, down, we're gonna right? move on, move on from that train wreck and let's go. Yeah, this, yeah this Brownlow is... medals in that midfield. I'm just saying. Game of the round, I reckon. Uh, yes, oh, definitely. Uh, Sydney versus Western Bulldogs. Yes. Unreal. Um, look, uh, uh, Sydney don't deserve to win that game. That's how good Bulldogs played. Um, they kicked a hell of a lot of behinds, which caused. I think they kicked. It was that lapse in the third, double the amount I think of it was Third quarter, that lapse in the third quarter, where they went from being ahead to oh, was it like ten or fifteen ahead or something to about the same behind. Yep. Like it was that little period, and then they sort of fought their way back to get around even, and then it was just a, a contest from there. And they had a bit of a comedy of errors to actually uh, in the in the last couple of minutes of the game that they could have actually gone gotten over the top. Um, there was I can't remember who, but someone running into an open 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 goal. The ball's floating in, and he drops the mark cold on chest mark uncontested in the goal square, running into an open goal and um, and just dropped it. All of a sudden, got swarmed by Sydney players, and yeah, game over. Um, that was with I think a minute to go. Um, Thirty seconds later, Caleb Daniels running into the forty-five. Could have just gone for goal, but he doesn't have the biggest boot on him, of no. course. And just went to the top of the goal square to a one-on-two. If he lowered yeah, his eyes, he had someone directly uh, in front of him, yeah. 20 metres away. Dalhouse was Dalhouse, in the pocket. Dalhouse, I think it was in the yeah. pocket. So, look, um, um, but McCle- unfortunate. McLean rewarding the owners again with a 114. A lot of the dogs actually scored quite well. Yeah, well, Suckling actually got zero goals three in the day. That could have been a 150 score from Suckling. So, yep. um, and yeah. Bont, Bont just simmering over the 100 mark. He hasn't really exploded Still yet. Still playing full forward. Um, Bont's an interesting one because he's actually dropped um, in price. 
Um, and his break even's about where he's scoring at the moment, which is 109. So, um, it's about 40k less or something. Yeah, he's about 544, I think. Oh, so, so yeah, about 40k. Um, so yeah, looks if you're, if you're looking for someone to get in, I wouldn't right now. But th- two things to consider when when looking at a bond trade in. Um, you've got uh, Trang Grove. Trang, is it Trang Grove or Trang Grove that's in the seconds? Trang Grove, I don't know. Um, he did play in the seconds uh, just to get some run in his legs, um, and he should be coming back this week. Um, and also, uh, Tom Boyd kicked five goals in the reserves in the second half in wet conditions. Um, so someone to, to, he might get a call up. I think he probably will. If after he does, that, Bont goes into midfield. Yep. Surely, right? Well, after that, you can't kick five goals and then leave him out. You kind of, I think you've got to reward him and go, okay, mate, here's your shot. Impress Take me. It. Kick, Impress me. Kick me three and have 15 or just possessions. Provi- provide an option. Do yeah. something. Pro- play like it's a grand final, mate, exactly and you should right. have won the Norm Smith. If that happens and Bond <laughs> gets the, the time in the midfield that he should have. <laughs> couldn't help himself. He should have won the Norm Smith. <laughs> He's still going on about that. I know. It was he should have, though. It was he was the best on ground. It was 100 JJ was shocking. Anyway, um, um, so Dunkley, another good score. Yeah, another he's good score, which three, you highlight as a yeah, draft option. A draft option. He's averaging like 88.7. Yep. Uh, he's had three good scores out of four. Yep. I brought him in for round two, and he didn't do that great. He got like 50 or 60. But yep. apart from that, he's actually doing really well. His heat map is all over the shop. Yeah. Like, it's literally from, like, the halfback flank to the half-forward flank through the midfield. Yep. So, I think at least he's versatile, and they're using him by the looks of it. So One I'm interested in is Mitch Wallace as a potential... Um, Top six forward this year, even he's, he's in my draft side. Um, so I'm actually looking to to towards getting him after the buy, after their buy in round twelve. Well, I think he has averaged hundred before. Yeah, uh, but I'm keeping an eye on him. If he keeps on going yeah. at this rate, I, I don't think it's it's not a must have. I don't think he's going to blow you away and start averaging one ten. But I think he might hover around that hundred mark all year because he's got that consistent role. Um, he can kick goals. He's hard at the ball. He played very well in the first half. Um, and it actually, that 105 could have been more if he had an equal second half to his front half. But um, did you see? Really C- did you see Seagull get a bit angry that someone <laughs> someone took his chips, mate? Dude, that was so funny. Um, and Cheezo posted on our Twitter um, from Cheezo from Doctor Supercoach uh, put, put a photo on our Twitter of Lockie Hunter. We tackled a guy and. <laughs> completely dacked him. I was well, not only that, he also, he also punched someone in the face. That's oh, yeah, he's out for a week. Yeah, he's out for yeah, a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. He's out for a week, which is cool. Um, look. So now he'll be seagulling around the ground. Ha ha! Uh, if you did trade in, Hunter, I mean, I'm hoping you didn't do it in standard because that would be really, really poor decision yes. making. Um, but if you did do it in draft, um, you've got to hold him because he's probably going to average you again around that 85, 90 for the year. Which is, yeah, not too shabby. And he, he does provide to be... He gets a lot of uncontested ball and does spread well from the pack, so... Well, one regret I have, Chris, is I didn't actually start with English. Yeah, he's proving to be a really well, good Well, he's player. already made 100K, basically. 97K. Yeah. So, and he got... Uh, what did he get this week? A 78. Yeah. So, even if he plays another couple of rounds, he's 150K, mate. Well, Easy. it's not necessarily our, our fault. I mean, at the end of the day... Didn't play any of the JLT. Had no idea what his scoring output was going to be. Didn't he? I thought he did. No. Didn't play a single game in the JLT. Got injured in the AFLX, remember? Right. Yeah. So then didn't play JLT. So you had no real form guide to go by. But most people obviously wanted to go with a loophole option. That might make some money. Well, someone that'll start off and yeah. then maybe yeah. So and me I, and you I, both went with loophole. I, I spent. Probably I was too very much close to doing that because I was going to go Nick Nat with. English, yep. right? But then because I didn't go Nick Nat, I wasn't going to do two trades to make up for bringing Nick Nat in. So I just yep. kept, um, not Olango, the uh, Essendon guy on yep. the bench. So One game of a 50 score would have made me yep. select English on the bench 
and would have made me not have Cox, which is the biggest re- regret I have. Well, you don't have Cox anyway. Uh... <laughs> Good one. <laughs> but yeah, apart, apart from that, like uh, Johansson has been pretty actually uh, disappointing, averaging eighty flat, eighty one, I think. Yeah. Um, up and down, like he got a hundred, I think last week. Uh, this week he gets a sixty-eight or something. So yep. uh, not big that one, fancy. Big game from Norton. So Norton comes in with the thunder and just goes, "Yep, all right, um, I can actually play football." Um, on the week that I think he probably was traded out two weeks ago by a lot of people. So for Bonner, um, yeah, for for Bonner or for anyone, um, a lot of people traded Norton to Richards last week. Um, to get that cash grab, and uh, Norton just came out and did a 78, which has increased his last man. He now has a larger break even this week than he does last week. It's at negative 11. Yeah, so he's made 51K now, and he has a break even yeah negative 11. Yeah, so... which means he's going to probably make at least another 50K, um, and then you know you can look at uh, getting out of him. But, I mean, if he continues with that sort of vein of form, the difference was his role. So he wasn't expected to be a chop-out. He was playing more of a do so playing on a man. Yep. Um, and he got a lot of points for spoiling the ball and then was good at collecting ground ball in that time. Did take some intercept marks, intercept possessions well, as well. Well, kudos by Bevo, putting Eastern Wood on Franklin. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. I mean, and that's it, what happened. It was going to be Lambs the slaughter if, if Norton was on him. Yeah, here, so, here, go, here go learn a lesson, a very yeah. valuable lesson when someone kicks 10 goals on you and we lose the game. I so. think, actually, uh, Eastern Wood did a fantastic job. I think he did as well. So that was good. Uh, and then Richards as well. So I, I did have Richards in my in my team this week. And I tell you what, I was about to punch someone uh, at the end of three-quarter time because he was on about 26, 27, and then had an absolutely outstanding final quarter to pull it back to a 67 score and make him a valuable trade because he made 50,000 in the first week. Um, so great. He's probably going to make at least 100K by the time he's done uh, with his cycle. Um, hopefully 150, and uh, and we can go from there. Yep. So Heaney 120, uh, absolutely a, a outstanding game from him. Um, I am upset that I don't have him, but um, at least he's not getting a 150 out or something stupid like that. Um, because he's still within range of of grabbing him if in the next couple of weeks he does drop a bit. But yeah. Um, so literally, he's only gone up eight thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, I really wanted him for round six. Uh, what I wanted to do, my my literal plan going into the season was Christensen to Heaney in round six. I'm really hoping that can still eventuate. Um, you need some money. And well, I've got a I've got a 100k in the kitty. Yeah, there's probably so another free, 100k. Yeah, Richard makes another hundred. Down up should be able to get me there because I think um, Christensen at the moment is 350. I've already got 100. Really, I only need 100 more. So a down up will get me there. Yeah. But um, I also looking at uh, JPK. I think it'll be a juicy price around that same time. So Yes, and people laughed at that, but they should not. No, uh, we'll talk about that later Franklin in our other too, podcast. Franklin, we'll yes. Franklin, not too bad again. Got 98. Um, Sinclair, that's two hundreds in a row for Sinclair. He's the third-ranked Ruckman right now, Ooh. which is uh, something I wasn't expecting. But have we seen Sinclair in a sole Ruck role? We probably haven't. No. He's always had two people Rucking with him, hasn't he? So he's really taken it by the mantle. Um, I'm impressed. Would I have him in my team? Oh, I'm not there with no, him yet. Not for draft no. unless you're desperate. Um, yep. And for some reason, our draft has like a lot of them have two rucks, like six of them. You're really which is angry stupid. about that. <laughs> I am because I don't have. I've, I've literally got Paddy Ryder sitting there, and I'm going to yep. have to bring in a hickey for a week. Yeah, and that's about as how long as a hickey stays, to be yep. honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh wow! Anyway, Parker. <laughs> when was the last time you had a hickey? By the never. Way? <laughs> Whatever. Never. He's probably got like four on him right now. I always go for the blowfish. <laughs> um, but yeah, Parker, 94, so a little bit down on what people would be expecting. Yeah, from that, him. That's a, look, he still played a good game. It, it's just, a, unfortunately, the score just wasn't there for him. 
Um, what do you do? McVeigh's yeah. taking kickouts a lot at, at the moment. So him and Lloyd are the only two people generally taking kickouts. Jeez, Kennedy forty six. Yeah, I mean, he'll be cheap. Uh, yeah, he's actually uh, Kenny right now is five oh five k, I believe, and he has a very high break even of about one sixty and a one fifty nine yep. break even. Great, which is perfect. So I mean, even if he gets a one thirty, which he's definitely capable of doing, um, yeah, it'll be another price drop. He might be around four fifty k by the time round six rolls around. Yes. Ooh. Nice and juicy. Nice and juicy. juicy, juicy what about juicy. Rockcliffe, mate? He'll be he'll, he'll be hitting low three hundred soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, he will jeez, be. He'll we'll be get under that when he'll he be bottoming, bottoming out that Rockcliffe. <laughs> um, but yeah, look. Apart from that, I don't think there's too much to notice from this. People are thinking Alira Lee was going to be a good option, and they got a thirty-two. Yeah. Uh, playing forward this game as well. So interesting. Yeah. Well, he's played. He spent the whole preseason training in defence, but they really need a forward ruck. Yeah. So they threw him in there hey, without mate, any go, real training. Yeah. Hey, mate, go line. forward. Get your get your hands yeah, dirty. Yeah, just so. just go nuts. Yeah, it's all good. Yep. All right. Well, that one covers that game. So what a great game, though. Really fantastic to watch. So. Also, not not that we can say that about the uh, North Melbourne Carlton game, right? I was going to say, speaking of fantastic to watch, uh, how about uh, Benny Brown? Well, that was good to watch. Going to town. Yeah, he was one. I already like we already like uh, mentioned this earlier, being like he's playing on a horrible defender in Jones for Carlton. Yep. I nearly put him on my bench just to try and loophole him last week. I almost messaged Matty, a guy in our draft league, being like, mate, if you need, because he had Ben Brown for a couple games last year. I was like, man, if you need a forward, Ben Brown's going to go to town this week. Yep. And if only I actually listened to my gut and put him on my like on my field for one yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, I a- put Edwards on field <laughs> instead of Benny Brown. Um, if you have, if I have a danger, Will Robinson sign flashing right now. JJK is going to fucking towel Liam Jones. Yep. Absolutely take him to school. Uh, like if he doesn't tighten up his defense, JJK could could go ten plus next week. Well, not only that, that's as big as it's like it's jo- going to be huge. Jones is a bit dumb too, so I think JJ JJK is real clever. Why? He'll be like he'll be like I'm running this way, and Jones is like okay, and he's like haha, I'm over here. I'm just really, 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 really happy right now that probably no one has JJK in their team right now. No, because he's only had one game back. He's just come back from injury. They yeah, wouldn't have held him from the start of the year. Last year, it happened where he had a huge, huge game. I think he kicked like 11 or 12 goals or something stupid. Yep. Um, and had a 180 or a and 190. He seems to go well against Colton as well, always. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so look, uh, Zeeble probably had his best game for the year. Yeah, um, I mean, look, the, the first quarter really set the, set the tone. They were going against the wind and outscored them four goals to one in the first quarter. So the work rate's not there for, for Carlton, and I, I would be upset. I mean, they did lose Murphy. It was a laid out three minutes before kickoff. Oh, yeah, Murphy pulled a cruiser. Yeah, Murphy pulled a real cruiser. He heard our podcast, and Murphy's like, ha, you think that's a laid out? I'll give you guys I'll a cruiser. You, I'll, I'll actually put my boots on and get out there. We're going to make them change it from cruiser to Murphy. Pulling a Murphy. Pulling a Murphy. <laughs> on your Murphy. Um, and t- apologies to the community, guys, because we didn't even, uh, unfortunately, get that news out in time. No, I'm, so just, I'm just like I didn't have I, it on my side. Or I, flicked o- I flicked over the TV, and I'm like, the ball's bouncing, and they're like, Oh, Murphy's a laid out. I'm like, what? That was a very laid out. It was a real laid out. So we, so sorry if you do have Murphy. I don't know why you would, but you, if no, you did, I was still hurting from unlucky. Brisbane. So yeah, that makes sense. But uh, uh, Katie Simpson, seventy nine. So pulling a shore like number. Um, yep. Difference is, yeah, he's got the runs on the board. But Paddy Cripps only with the ninety two. Got copped the uh, Jacobs tag. Yeah, not too bad though. Like if yeah. I, it's, that's two weeks, a couple weeks in a row now. His bad games. He's still getting a ninety two, ninety five. I'm just waiting for him to explode. Yeah. Well, I think he will, and um, you know, not every team is going to have a tagger that they're going to run with. So, and I can't believe Ed Kernow again goes big. He's well, averaging one thirteen. It's bec- no Murphy plus someone's taking Crips. 
someone's getting off the chain. Who's it going to be? It's got Kerner. to be Kerner. Kerner's the only other midfielder they've got there. Oh, it's crazy. And um, apart from that, I mean, Charlie Kerner, 73. Yep. So who won that one this week, Chris? Oh, I did because Pachaka's still shit. He actually got a 66 or something. Oh, bugger. Yeah, he played real bad. I think he had a, a career high six turnovers. Thank you, Fancy oh, can I Can I just rewind? I'm just going to cut this out. Yeah. <laughs> Pretend like I didn't ask that. I wouldn't ask You were a... so bold in that question, too. <laughs> oh, I couldn't, I couldn't I'm going to win this one. I couldn't remember, actually. So I was like, oh, how did Petraka go? And then you're like, oh, I'm winning, dude. And I'm like, yeah, hey, dude. Still right. winning. Right. Okay, fair By enough. By winning, even. Uh, in, an interesting one, though. Sam Petrovsky-Seaton didn't do well, but I think with Murphy out, he could be one to actually improve. Draft watch. Um, yeah. Definitely. Cruiser with a 60. Um, should we talk about Cruiser and what, what you should do with him? Cruiser? Keep that for the Q&As. Well, Hang on, let me find him. Where is he? Cruiser here. 60. Okay, so what's his price? He's sitting at 543k. He's still quite expensive. Yep. And so you could actually do something with him. He's already lost 60, though. Yeah, the problem is, so you can go to anyone pretty much apart from Grundy. Uh, Grundy's now over 600k. Oh, okay, yeah. Too um, late to get Grundy in. Well, you unless you've him, got the cash, you I, could. I still think if you don't have him, he's that inflated, Chris. Unless you're saying he's going to be the number one ruck with um, Gorn. You're picking him up at an inflated He's price. He's never averaged over 100 before. Never. So have a think about who you think the top three rucks are going to be. Like and then if, you, if you're picking so Here's up. the thing about Ruckman, though. There's only there's only two of them on your field, right? Yes. So you've got to pick either the top two or the third. Yeah. So at the moment, that only looks to be two other people, which would be either Grundy or Nick Nat, right? Or maybe Martin. Yeah. Outside Step. of those, those four guys... Who probably all around that yeah, same. Yeah, I think, I think Goldie and Cruiser. They don't look like they're going to be in that top bracket this year. No, and Gold, I mean Goldie. I think now is the eleventh highest averaging ruck. Yeah, I mean Jared Witz is performing better than him. So, and yep. and now Tom Nichols is out for twelve weeks. So yeah, Witz don't know if you knew that. Definitely so secured. To me, it's one of the three. Um, I. With, to me, you've always got the risk of, of Archie Smith coming in with Martin and you've missed his big scores. So I don't know why you would want to trade a Martin in. Uh, Nick Nat is still underpriced and has more potential if he gets more time on ground. I say if because he well, didn't do it again this week. No, but maybe, you know, we'll see how they go. One they they to, were winning a lot as well, Chris. Yeah, Let's not forget that they versed Gold true. Coast and they were tailing up. If you're beating Gold Coast by a lot, Nitnat can take his foot off, and they they don't yeah. have to they don't have to put him on ground more. Plus, they have a lot of home games in the start of the season. They had five of their first seven at Optus Stadium, West Coast. Yeah, I think they, um, they did say that from round like round four, they're going to start ramping up his game time. But they were kicking Gold Coast ass so much that so I think they just kind of go, you know what? Let's just yeah. keep you the same time on ground this week. Next week we'll up it a little bit. Yeah, you know, fair enough. Um, but look, I think this week's going to decide it. I mean, if I don't even know if Cruiser will play this week, to be honest. They might get Phillips in to play. Um, who knows what they're going to do there. Um, you reckon Phillips or maybe or even think, Lobb? I was going to say Lobb would yep. probably come ahead of Phillips. I think Lobb was, is coming back from an injury. Might be needed to be corrected on that, but I think that he was had a little niggle. Um, either way, uh, it's uh, Nick Nat's going to, again, probably tail up. I mean, if he destroys Cruiser, you've got to take him. The, the thing about Nick Nat at the moment is he has the highest points per minute of any Ruckman by a long shot. Um, his points per minute is 1.45. The nearest to that is Grundy, which is 1.17. That's almost 33% higher in terms of points scored per minute. Um, so, again, it's about getting time on ground. I know Grundy does spend a lot of time on ground, though, especially um, when he's playing pretty much as a solo ruck because Cox hasn't really been doing much ruck work. Last year, he was doing like 50% ruck work. This year, they've said, no, we want you to stay on the ground and we want you to stay forward of the ball. We don't want you to be doing much in the ruck. But, um, yeah, so, look, well, I think you be, do have to trade him. But seems to be working. So. We, didn't, we, did, we said not to start him anyway. 
Yeah. I think he was overvalued, overpriced to start with. Um, I think you got to trade him. I was really happy. Garlic got a 71 this week. Um, yep. Yeah, very impressive. That was so, great. Yep. And he should make a lot of money. So. He was on field for a lot of people, including myself. So thank you, Garlic. He actually really, really got fortunate because he kicked the first goal and then he kicked the first goal in the last quarter of the um, of the game as well. And so those sorts of goals where they're the start or the end of quarters generally score more, um, which that did inflate his score a bit, but I'm okay yep, with it. But negative care. 22 break even. Yep, already made your 71 case. So I think he was a, a good, good option to good bring choice, in. Good choice, yeah. Yeah. Great option. And um, apart from that, I don't think there's too much there. I think if you had Paddy Dow or uh, Luke Davis Uniaki, I think you're pretty upset. One got a 37, one got a 41. Yeah, what's and LDU's um, break even? It would be really, really uh Break high. even of 60. Oh, so yeah. I, unfortunately, you got to get rid of him. Basically the same as like um, Brayshaw. Like, I think yep. all three of those, and let's look at Paddy Dow. Paddy Dow is a uh, break even of 32. That's uh, not too and he's bad. made 14k, so he's actually probably better than Brayshaw. Go figure. So you could probably hold Dow for a week and see if he can maybe pump out another score. Unfortunately, I think you've got to get rid of LDU, and the likely um, trade out target is going to be Caulfield. Um, he looks to at least make you some cash. So if you're going to have a rookie that's going to be on your uh, on your pine, but not making your cash, there's no point in having him. You've got to get him to someone that's going to be moving upwards in trajectory. Yeah. So I'm looking at um, possibly um, Brayshaw, right? Brayshaw or LDU? Uh, no. Um, Caulfield, you mean? Yeah, for Caulfield, yep. yep. Yeah, likely scenario. Likely, uh, especially with, I think, just more for the fact that Robertson is out for a couple of weeks. I think that kind of shores him up in my mind, as in, I think job, there's a little bit job more. security. Yeah, at least yeah. for a couple of weeks. So he well, could he go came in probably because Webster was out. Yep. Um, but now Webster's looking likely to come back in, but Robertson will definitely miss at least two. So you'll get at least two price rises out of him. Um, yeah, and I'm hoping he'll just keep his spot. And a if he bit plays good, if he, he plays well, then yeah. they'll reward him with a little bit more time, and then they'll manage him later on after yeah. I've already cashed him out and said, "See you later." Exactly right. Uh, let's move on. Port Adelaide were horrible, Chris against Essendon. They didn't show up, and they didn't really they show up the week before up. against Brisbane either. They and were lucky they, to get away with that. Well, they kind of came back with a little flurry. I think Essendon kind of, oh, well, this is pretty good. Yep. Port Adelaide have gone, hang on, we need to fight for this. They kick like four or five goals in a row, and then Essendon go, ooh, and then they yeah pushed away. But yep. they did not show up at all. Well, apart from Robbie Gray, let's, let's, let's give kudos where it's due, and Pollock. Those are really the only two guys that even looked like they cared about being there. Yeah, and we did say Robbie Gray's the type. He could average 110. He's averaging 119.7 at yep. this point in time. Uh, his ownership has actually really spiked up quite a lot, Chris. Uh, he's now up to, if I can see it, uh, he's in 8%. 8% of sides. Yep. And that would have definitely gone it up. It was, I think, 2% at the start of the season. Yep. because he And it's, not, it's not a bad way to go. Like yep. we said, he can score high and fast. Um and he, he does look he does look good. Let's put it that One way. One thing he's got to take out of his game, which is killing owners like uh, not like myself in draft. I don't have him in standard. Um, is he took twice? He took marks or a free kick inside the fifty. Oh, and gives it off and gives it off both times. He just do, uh, apparently he just doesn't like set no, shot goal kicking. It gets in his head. He yeah. just yeah, literally he gave one to Polek and Polek's like, oh, I haven't kicked a goal since Brisbane. Yeah, um, kick the goal, mate. You're a, you're a rock star. Like, yeah, he's just abs- play play on then, mate. If you don't like the pressure, yeah, seriously, just, just play on. I mean, you can't be much worse than Danaher. Let's face it, Danaher, Danaher. But anyway, yeah, kudos to Essendon. I I was hoping they were going to come back with a bit of firecracker at the backside, yep, and uh, really make a game of it. And they, they were impressive, and yeah. I think it was well coached as well. I think they the way they coached it, the way they structured up, they really put pressure on Port Adelaide 
um, to play wide and to try and change I, their I style. Didn't, I didn't know who was in the box. It seemed like Alistair Clarkson at some point because they were their positional play behind when they didn't have the football was Amazing. unbelievable. And Stringer actually showed up and contributed well, this week. Well, they did restructure their, their brand. So they put Hooker again behind the ball. And they put Stringer... Stringer forward of the ball. I know. Let's put an All-Australian in the forward line. Go figure. Yeah, I know. And play people where they actually but should he, be playing. he'll have more energy to have that X factor. That's what he's good for. There's the a X factor. A couple of reasons why this was able to be done. But it's definitely in vogue to have that small forward line now. Um, but Stewart allows Hooker to go back. That's essentially it. At the end of the day, that's 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 the move. Stewart's in such good form, and take he's just basically plucking everything that Hooker's no longer needed ahead of the ball because they've got the Stewart and and Danaher two pronged attack. Um, so that was really really good to see. Um, I actually really really liked Hooker's game as well. But getting the ability to play Hooker back and then let Hurley get off the chain. That's a sexy sight for any super coach out there. Um, I really like that. I hope his body holds up. That's the one concern we had preseason. Um, apart from that, I thought the people that really had a bad game, Heppel, can he please, please, please learn how to kick a football straight? That guy can find the football like going out of fashion. He's got all the talent in the world, but can't hit a target. Again, though, his first really first game got a 142, and would we say he, he just hovers? Yep. Hundreds, hundreds, and fives. He's, hundred, he's averaging 102.8. Yeah, he's got the greenbacks rolling through. Yeah. Um, outside of that, um, Devin Smith had a fantastic game, and it just didn't show through on the scorecard. So He had a lot of tackles. I, I had people saying, oh, I'm just going to get rid of Smith. Smith's averaging 93 as a forward. Uh, okay, well, that's, that's top 10 anyway. He's likely going to be increased. He had a really good game. He only had 17 disposals and still scored an 82 because he had 11 tackles and he only went at 59% by foot. He had he turned over the ball at really bad situations. He was running into the, uh, the forward line 40 metres out and spraying the goal. His disposal by foot was really bad, which is what affected his score. However, that in my eyes, that game could have been over 100 points quite easily. Um, he just didn't have the polish to get there. So don't trade Smith. He just had an off game no, by foot. Trade Parrish if you have him. <laughs> <laughs> Miniguns. Mr. Miniguns uh, is now... Mr. Miniguns is you've, deflated. You've gone, you've gone down. Uh, he's, I'm deflated. <laughs> he, he's consistently getting... So, yeah, Mr. Miniguns is deflated. Uh, uh, it should be more like um, Darcy Famish. Uh, because he, he's not getting any points for me. Darcy Famish. Yeah. Well done, sir. He's not getting any points great. for me. He's out of my draft side. See you later. Dunkley's Just in. Straight out of Ethiopia. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, seriously, he starved a man. He's got a good role. Like, seriously, you're a top, what was he, like, top six pick? Get the ball, son. Yeah, fair enough. No, look. Anyway, I, that's I, what grinds my gears. Um, well, I mean, Andy McGrath really hasn't had the mid-time that he was promised. He's really been pushed behind the ball. Again, that's well, probably because of Gleeson. Prob- to be fair, it was like a loose promise. Um, kind of like Stringer's loose promise to stay away from the schoolyard. <laughs> um, yeah, you can't rely on it, guys. You just can't rely on it. Um, oh, wow. Can, can we also point on, this is Polek's third hundred in a row for yeah, Point Adelaide. again. Like, what a, seriously, draft Smokey if you picked him up. But I, he, they're looking to use him, and um, it looks like well, he's actually doing No one's well. on him as well. So he's, no. he's got a role that is conducive to his style of play. He's a, he's a link man. Yeah, exactly. He he plays, he's playing man. very gaff right now, if that makes sense. Yep. Which means that Except very he can probably kick the ball better. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> um, however, uh, so what I will say is this. I, I would like to see the the, um, the defender slash wing mix when Pittard comes back. It's very, very likely that Pittard comes back this week. He had 28 disposals in the um, Sandful um, and 7 rebound 50. So obviously playing a half-back role. 
Um, now, what we know about Pittard is this. He's this. He's a seagull. He's an ultimate seagull. Yes, he can be a little bit contested, but traditionally he plays an uncontested brand of football as the guy that they use to get out of the defensive 50. Yep. The guy that's currently doing that is Bonner. Now, Bonner does not have a contested bone in his absolute body. He had one contested possession on the weekend. I watched an actual uh, situation. You said bone in his body. <laughs> it's true. He's, Boner doesn't he's have a bone. He's got plenty of boner. <laughs> um, uh, he actually, there's one situation where the ball's in the half bat flank, and he's the only. He's going to be first the ball, but he knew that there was going to be someone coming at him and to create a contest. So instead of going and picking the ball up, what he does is he runs around the ball and tries to shield the ball with his body and then gets taken to ground and then tries to, like, paddle the ball out from under him. Like, he just had no idea what to do in a contested situation. He doesn't know how to pick up a ball and run into a player and release a handball. It was scary to watch. Tell, I actually tell think, him watch Dane Swan for a few years, mate. Oh, man. The Dane Swan highlights reel. It was just silly. And he only he got, he got 60 for the game, which was inflated because he got a goal, which was actually pretty good. But he also got a, 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 a contested possession. The only contested possession he got was from a free kick that he tried to run around um, a half forward. So he took, a, took an uncontested mark, tried to run around someone on the mark, and then they caught him, but they, they ended up tripping him uh, by the foot. So that was his only contested possession. He didn't actually win a contested possession. A free kick four is, is counted as a contested possession. Sure. All right, move on to saying. <laughs> I uh, think he's going to be dropped I'll tell you week. what's on my wish list, Chris. I wish... Well, A, I'm a little bit concerned that Rockcliffe had a sore calf. He has had uh, calf, he's had calf issues before, right? Well, so that, he's, this is a test this week. So. Well, that's yeah, but that's alarm bells to me, right? He's had calf issues before alarm bells. I'm actually hoping, and this is sounding really spiteful from an ex-Brisbane, uh, so Brisbane supporter for an ex-Brisbane player. Yep. Uh, I'm hoping that he actually misses a couple of rounds. Well, and we I'll tell get you why. Don Barry back in, maybe. Well, a Don Barry comes back in, makes me some money. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Rockaliff, right? He's breaking. Rockaliff. Yeah. He's down to like three hundred and seventy something k. He's down to three eighty seven k. Right, yep. his break even is one twenty five. Yep, he could drop right, but their buy is coming up. So I'm hoping if he has a couple games off, he'll then have a game before the buy score drop bad, yep. drop down to like three hundred and fifty, three hundred and thirty thousand. Yep, hallelujah! I'm bringing him in round like eleven. Okay, so here's the thing that we've both talked about with Rockcliffe. It's um, he's right now is he is a playing a little bit of midfield time, definitely. But he's, when he is playing midfield time, he's actually um, clamping down on the opposition's best mid and trying to tag. There was a moment there he was actually on on Merritt and Merritt was running, um, you know, chasing a loose ball and Rockliffe couldn't go with him. Yeah, it's because his, calf, have his the calf was done. Yeah. He, so He was sore the whole game. I'm not sure. I, I don't know what they're going to yeah, do with him. If was, they're going to bring him back again, I think they might be out of the forward so, line. So, yeah, he was very sore that game, Chris. He, um, he went off for the magic spray and he was playing the whole game basically injured. Oh. Yep. Awesome. Yep, yep. So, so he was very tight. That's why he's uh, in doubt this week. But um, look, let's move on from that one. Uh, definitely, yeah, it was a good game for Essendon, uh, 100% on that one. So speaking of good games, did you tip Hawthorne or Melbourne, Chris? I tipped Hawks. Yeah, I had a good too. tipping win. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that um, right now, Clarkson's got them ticking along really, really nicely. Very and nicely. I really noticed it when, and now that I can look back, so I know this is probably a very biased thing to say, but I'm looking back at the games in, for, for Collingwood over the last four weeks. Um, they played really good against Carlton. They played outstanding against Adelaide. They played a really good brand of football against GWS that went down. They went down to, even though they were probably the better team on the day, didn't come out with a result. When they played Hawthorne, they struggled every sense of the word to beat them structurally. 
they'd win at the contest and they won contested ball, but they were just continually bombing it down the line because Hawthorne forced you to play to what they want. Yeah, 100%. They, and s- they structure up way too but, well. But they also do like the floating mosquito net. Like their defense, like they do it in waves. Yeah. And then they kind of push along. So where you're kicking, you're literally in this wave and then they just have everything in these lines, these perfect lines. Like if yeah. you see them, it's so beautiful to watch, like the structure. And then if they win the ball on turnover, then all of a sudden this mosquito net just, oh, we'll just push forward. Yep. Together. It's unreal. It's, um, it's ridiculous. The way, that they, the way that they structure up behind the ball and in front of the ball is unlike you, you, what you're going to see. And no, they don't have a great team. It's unlike anything that I've... I think he, I think Clarkson's actually yep. got some of this stuff from overseas because he does go a lot of overseas, watches a lot of um, different sports, different play. Yep. I think this is I think this is probably going to be the next defensive yep. uh, structure setup. Great coaching is dragging them to these wins. Oh. Honestly, they don't have a fantastic team. I mean, let's say you've got... They've got maybe what... Well, We've got one A grader, and he's not afraid to drop people like Burton. Catch you later. Yeah, you're out. catch you on, and Mira. you'll probably come back in Mira, this week. Come, yeah, good, he's good like Mira, come call. in. You're doing a role. Yeah, um, and look, it's like David Mira came out, and he's probably a, a real high on my watch list. By the way, he's your number one target for a downgrade next week if he's going to continue. Yeah, if he continues. Yep. And Frawley is in doubt this week as well because he did have an injury in the game. So um, look, if you look at Hawthorne's list, they've got one A grader. They've really got... Omira? Om- no, no <laughs> way. No, said it. No, so Omira's great, but he, he's got uh, a long way to go before Amira. I'm going to call Omira an A-grade. Uh, like, A-grade potential, yes. Excuse me, I'm just very happy that... I think that's his second hundred in a row, isn't it, Yeah, it, it is. And how good is it to see him, the faith. How good is it to see him hitting hundreds again, though? It's great to see him, actually. And you know what was even better? When he had that um, that kicked that goal and, and oh, out-sprinted four Melbourne I players. I know. Yeah. Just kept running and kicking off the ground and running and putting his, those... Literally, it was like... Uh, I'm watching, hoping he bro- woke up the next morning and his knees weren't killing him. It was like watching, like, was it Pinocchio? Like, with the knees and he's like, and the wood sticks. Yeah, it was like that. A lot faster than I gave him credit for, but we haven't really seen him hit speed with his knee issues lately. Um, Mitchell's really their only A grader. Everyone else is a solid B contributor. Yep. And they all play their role was, for fantastically, like a Sicily, for example. Yes, Sicily. Um, so let's touch on the old Sis. Uh, so last week he had off, and you did say that when he came back... I actually picked him for a 130. So I'm yeah, not, you, said, you said when he came back, yeah. you know, he would actually have a good score. And, and he, that, they, again, means, they didn't man him up. That's that's dumb coaching. Yep. And he's averaging 98.7. So at this point in time, I would actually say he's a pretty good selection. Yep, I, I think he's a fantastic... Because I'm going to eventually will swing him back. He's going to be much more valuable as a defender. He's still only defender. He's still only four hundred twenty nine k. Yeah, I might actually make a move on this. Yeah, it could be, and he's going to go up soon. He's only got an eighty one break even. Yeah, so he's going to go up again. I might, uh, I might. Well, I might actually. At this even point, do he's this. probably not going to hurt you. You're not going to get much more than five hundred. Mm. But you could look at getting him in if you if you have a need for a defender or a forward. Yeah, I'm considering. Um, or maybe even as one of your sideways, and you don't have Sicily. I would look at getting him in. He's already missed you one game, so you you know you can take that in consideration. If you thought he was going to miss games, he's already missed his one. So I don't know why I'm considering have a stern it. talking to <laughs> Mitchell with the ninety helped me massively because a lot of people oh. had captain on him. Yeah, and I didn't. I, I had agree. the advice on yeah. Dusty, so that really helped me. Um, and I didn't. I think. I think at this point, a lot of people have Mitchell. He so did, he did well to get a ninety though. To be yeah. honest, yeah. So you're not hurt by his low score unless you had the captain on him. So that's good for me. Um, outside of that, um, it was good to see uh, Gunston is having a real impressive season so far. Yeah, he does. Um, he does look very good. He's averaging ninety four and a half. Well, we had him both at ten. 
Well, yeah, I would have traded. We had him in the top ten. I would have traded him to you for peanuts, to be honest. I wasn't a big fan. I just had him because that was all I could get in draft. To be honest, I actually think he's still going to be a top ten selection for forwards this year. So good on him. Now, the unfortunate news that filtered through today is Sil Rioli um, has done he a PCL. I think Um, he's going to be out for six to eight. PCL. Yep. So and uh, an ankle injury for Poppy. Poppy, and he's out for four to five. Well, he can now go home so, and work on the Poppy farm. Yeah. So now I'm not sure how that means they're going to structure up coming into next week. They don't really have any people with the same qualities in in the reserves. A lot of the players that they have, they've got, your Burton probably will be one of the guys that comes back just because it's Burton. Um, but uh, and he played quite well in the VFL. They've got you know, Cousins. Um, he had a really good game in the VFL. Again, he's a midfielder. Um, he's not really a forward. I, it's, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how what what ins they have and how they're going to structure up next week because those are probably the two most important forward line pieces that they have. Um, I actually brought in um, on the back of that. So Luke Bruce had a really great game, 142. Um, in draft, I pulled him in this week just on the base of that as well. So yeah. Can we also just point out, uh, again, with the Melbourne and having bad quarters, uh, like they didn't kick a goal for a long time. They literally we said it, and then you know what? I watched notorious, um, AFL 360 last night. Notorious for it. Yeah, um, AFL 360 uh, said last night um, they went through the stats, uh, runs of goals. Um, they have at least four goals kicked against them in the last 21 of the last 26 games, Ooh. and in some of those games they were mul- multiple times. So, for example, yesterday they had a run of eight and then four. So two times. Yesterday. Uh, sorry, yesterday, yeah. uh, Sunday. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah, real unfortunate. Uh, do something about it. Other news, Jordan Lewis broke his, uh, fractured his hand in the game. So he had a really poor game as well, but was injured. Didn't really realize that until afterwards. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks minimum. Two to four is what they're saying. Um, that's going to firm up some scoring for Hibbert, hopefully, because hopefully. Uh, he's been taking kickouts along with uh, Bernie Vince. So maybe there's some more points in the in there for Hibbard. So, yeah. but I really think they've got to restructure their backline because it's not working. Yep. So I think um, and yeah, there's no point bringing Hibbard in at this point. No. Um, not unless you're gonna watch some Family Guy, you know. No, don't bring him in. But bird, 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 bird. Hibbard's the word. He actually has a break even 123, I believe, at the moment. So. He could hit that because, you know, that's a score that you would associate with him. Oh, it's 116. 116. Sorry. So um, that 116, he could definitely hit that, but he could also hit another 70 and drop another 30K. So be careful. Um, his price is, I think, about 478, I think. Uh, Hibbert. Um, I wouldn't be trading him into my team Hibbert right is now. 479K. So he's already, he's dropped 27,000. So he hasn't actually dropped that much. Actually, no, that's a lie. He dropped 27 this week. He's now $65,000 below. Yeah. I'm not getting rid of him at losing that price. No, thanks. No, nah, I think um, I think hold a week at least because well, you're not going to lose much more than that. Literally. And if you started the year in your car, you could get a Hibbert for 480000 You'd put him in your side. Yeah. So I'm, uh, and yeah, I don't I'm like losing money, Chris. Yeah, neither do I. Um, but look, uh, Oliver, again, he's probably proving that to be, at this point, the guy that I wish that I had. And thank you very much for having a test in round one and making me not pick him. Um, well, but, no, it's crazy. He's averaging yeah. 118, and that's after he got tagged as well with yep. a 75. He's so. A, so he's already had the bad score of his system, and he's doing 118. Yep, and he's oh, actually $11,000 cheaper. He's 600 flat, 601,000. Uh, look, he does look pretty good. 
and um, Gorn as well doing just Gorn things. Gorn, yeah, literally missing and, goals from twenty meters out directly in front. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hogan got another ninety four, so he did well. Uh, he kicked, yeah, he did well early. He had a he had a forty eight court first quarter and then yep. really slowed down. So well, I think everyone in Melbourne played really good in the first quarter. So. Yeah, there'll be some changes, and yeah, you're right. Petrarca got a sixty nine. I thought it was interesting. Levi actually got freed up a little more with um, uh, Frost coming in. So Frost yep. came in, and then Lever was actually able to play a role similar to what he had at Adelaide. Yeah, the difference before, is he was completely out of position that, he quite was, a lot. Yeah, before yeah. that, he was locking down. But uh, look, I wouldn't be surprised in draft circles if he starts yeah. getting some 80s. On the couch, actually ripped um, Lever to shreds last night. Um, just basically saying he's the second, probably the second highest paid defender in the AFL. And Jeez. not being in the right positions, and they, they had footage of him just literally 30 metres from where he should be playing at loose in defence. I reckon they should so, leave, leave him alone. <laughs> no, I reckon, no, get get on him. Honestly, if you're getting paid $800,000 a year, which is what his rumoured salary is, to play AFL football, and you don't know how to play a loose man in defence, well, maybe ask someone. Maybe ask the coach who's had 40 years' experience in the game. Mate, he's too busy spending his money. Leave him alone. <laughs> I don't know. All having, right. Having, having tea. Let's get to the last... high let's, teas. Let's get to the last <laughs> game, and what a mauling. Once again, Geelong and St Kilda. I actually think Geelong, they started off really well and then just took the foot off the gas. Yeah, uh, they, well, they, uh, well, that's evidenced in the fact that they just basically took Danger off. Dangerfield, right, 103, he had about 10% less time on ground. At least, maybe ten to 10, ten to twelve yeah. percent less he, time on he, ground. He played seventy six percent time on ground, which is really low for Daniel. Very low. So the queue, the queue was in the rack. Yep. They're like, you know what? There's no point. Had a knock we'll, on the calf. I yeah. think he had a corky. So we'll, we'll ease you in. We'll, there's no point risking you. It's we're already ahead. So same thing as Nick Nat. I reckon there's no point in risking your stars by trying to push them a little more. There's no point in upping Nick Nat's game time, especially against St Kilda, who barely even rocked well, up. Well, because think about it. What if you push Nick Nat? Okay, let's put you a little bit more on time on ground. The game's not in jeopardy, and then all of a sudden you pull up a little bit sore. Yeah. Then what? Yep. So, no, you're better off pushing it a week. Can we talk about the guy that's on everyone's lips, which is uh, Brennan Parfit? Now, I this has got to be a breakout game for him. 100% it is. Yeah. I did not even know who Brennan Parfit was until probably... Well, I knew who he was, obviously, as a player. I just had no idea what his potential was. Now, apparently, that everyone at Geelong knew that potential. Yeah, well, even the coach, Scotty, and... was, Scotty was saying that, yeah, people to look out for this year. He said, well, obviously, Dangerfield. Yep. Uh, he did say uh, Parfit... Um, Ablett. There's a couple. There was another one actually. Duncan. He said Duncan and Parfit were the yep. ones to, to watch out for this year. And Parfit, I mean, he got 104 in round one. He then picked it up with a 92. He's only had one bad game. He got a 62 in round three, and then follows it up with a massive 168. So he's averaging 106.5. Those are numbers that Menangola is just dreaming over. Yeah, he's got a negative break even too. He's Although negative one at, at yeah. 389. K, and, so. But as as we did mention, Menangola averaging 97. But they've also been missing some people the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's 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 so role dependent with Menegola as yep. to what he scores. When he gets a conducive role, it's super coach friendly. He goes big. When he doesn't, he goes small. Yep. And I don't like that in my team. So, um, and Tim Tim Kelly again. We're at least winning score. that bet with SC Elites there, At right? this point in time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they listen to us. And you know what? They could probably get a few tips. <laughs> I wonder if they were the ones that traded out Rayner and Stevenson. I'm sure that they did. <laughs> oh, I, we, I need to listen, I listen to them this to them, week. I listened to them, yeah, and they I were can't complaining. Wait. Yeah. Oh. I'm sure that they traded out Rayner two weeks ago. <laughs> One of them was talking sh- about training out Zach Merritt. I was like, man, he's already like under 500,000, yeah, basically. you're done now. <laughs> you're not going to get anything for him. Anyway, so look, uh, Tim Kelly, very good. Fogarty is the one man I wish I had to start the year. I wish Yeah, that, that was a mistake. I mean, we didn't know that Abbott was going to do a hammy and extend out the life of his career. I mean, the actual 
actual oh, injury Duncan list. being sore for a week, Danger being out for a week. Gregson's now gone down again, shows up more. Um, so Fogarty averaging 69.8. Yeah. He's already gone up 100,000 with an, a break even of negative 22. Yeah. You could even like I could even go sideways from Brayshaw. You could sideways him from Brayshaw and could, still make and still, some more money. And still make some more money. But I don't think he's got another hundred thousand in him, surely. Nah, he's probably got about fifty K I reckon in him. So I mean it's not Although worth the trade. Pre- predicted another forty one thousand. Yeah, so look, um that's one we missed. Um yep. what do you do? You know, um I, I, I didn't think I mean Barry with Barry's probably the one that I picked over him. Um, and look, I, I, like, it's just my fault. It's yeah. just a bad decision. To, what, what do you do? It's yeah. like playing the lotto. You get it or you don't. Yep. Uh, anyway, so... Same with Henry. So Henry had a really poor game. Um, I, I don't think... He doesn't look AFL ready. I think he will be dropped as soon as they've got a replacement. But they're just dropping like flies at Geelong at the yeah. moment. So Could be this week. You yeah, well, um, Jackson Thurlow had a be, uh, best on ground performance in the VFL. Um, so he's likely to come in this week. Um, if it's at the expense of Henry, maybe. I don't know. Um, I think it's more likely that when Taylor comes back, Henry's gone. So that, that's what I think. Yep, fair enough. Uh, let's go uh, for uh, St Kilda. Dunstan, second good week in a row. Probably that's what happens when you get dropped at the start of the year, doesn't it? Yeah. No. Well, they're using him in a super coach friendly role, and I have him in draft, and it's fantastic to have him there. We picked him for about 100 average this year, and I think he's probably going to hit that. Um Again, it's just a really unknown about St Kilda, what their mid-mix is like, what their four mix is. I think even the coach is trying to find it out at the moment because he's not getting the, the, the buy-in from the players. Um, I saw him on 360 last night, and basically what he said was um, they tr- they tried to outnumber Geelong at the stoppage, which they did, and they successfully got forward entries. But when they got the forward entries, the forwards that they had in there didn't convert enough of those entries into scoring opportunities. Um, they were kicking to outnumbered situations. They're playing, you know, Paddy McCartan one out, who actually didn't look terrible, but most of the time was uh, against two or three opponents. And Geelong were just mopping the ball up behind the ball and just keep going. Tom Stewart, I reckon, probably had just a field day not playing on anyone, just taking intercept possessions at will. So Yeah, Savage got another 100 even. Can I just mention, Savage has actually only gone up 24,000. Yeah, he's still able to be big to Five, get. Yeah, he's 504,000, yeah. averaging 102.5. If, he, um, if, if he's going to... I'm not going to pick him up because there's a few reasons why, but um, I won't be picking him up anytime soon. I don't think it's an urgency. He's not going to hurt me. No. Um, Acres again, 92. Mr. Consistent, averaging yeah. about 105. Great draft choice. Yeah, 105.8. I still can't believe it. I should probably actually look to move him on around now. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be able to get full value yet, but we'll see. Maybe give it another four rounds. And yep. say, look, eight-round sample, he's averaging 95. Um, so the two likely... Um, Caulfield. Uh, t- likely people on the bubble is obviously Caulfield. Um, I think he's a good option. I just don't think you're not going to make much cash out of him because you probably don't have anyone that you can go to to him that's made enough cash to justify the trade. No. However, something is better than nothing. So someone like a Brayshaw or an LDU. Brayshaw, who his break even's like 50 odd. So he looks like he's not actually going anywhere. Yep. He's um, yeah, more stagnant than a girl from the Alex. <laughs> wow. The Alex is our local club, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, also known as the Pit. Um, now, uh, so with uh, the only other trade that I'd probably consider if you have Bonner, so I think Bonner's uh, break even's about 60 or 63 maybe, um, and there's no guarantee that he'll make that this week or he might even be dropped. So a Bonner down to a Caulfield could be a good option. I would prefer if you can somehow to go Bonner up to someone and try not to sacrifice your points. Yeah, uh, But it's better than nothing. I think Caulfield, the only way it kind of works is for one of those three mids, the expensive mids that haven't actually done anything. Yep. Uh, at least 
you know, Caulfield's coming out, he's averaging 73. Uh, I think Robertson again, being out for a couple of weeks helps, so that kind of shores that up. Yep. Uh, apart from that, like, there's not too much. Steven was very low on and his uh, output, as well as Billings, yeah. playing a lot forward. What was the percentage, Chris? About 18% more forward time this year than last year. Yeah, so and that hurts, especially for a guy that said that he was going to be playing 50-50. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm going to call you out for being a liar, Billings. That's, yeah. that's the first thing you're going to do. Um, look, and it's it's 100% role dependent. And we did speak about this round. They they won the initial round, and then they've had basically three bad games. Yeah. And if a forward's in a team and they're playing bad football, yep. you're not scoring points anyway. Let's I, face it. I'm still at a corn flip as to whether or not he's going to be still top six. Um, the the issue at the moment is he does have a really high break even. What's his break even at the moment? Uh, let me just find him all the way down the bottom here, Chris. Yeah. In, so he's in the crap pile. 146. He's probably not going to get that, which means he's definitely going to at least, even if he has a big game, he's going to drop cash. Yeah, he's already so dropped 57,000. He dropped 40,000 the week just gone. I can understand if you wanted to out-trade Billings, but my question to you would be who to? It's not necessarily... Okay, so if you think that Jack Billings is no longer be, going to be top six, you must think that for the next 18 rounds of football, there's someone else that's going to average more for to justify that trade. So who is it and why is it? And let's have that discussion because I'm I'm of the opinion that I'm going to probably pick him up. I think that he's going to drop another few, and I'm going to be able to pick him up. I think he'll, he'll probably he'll, he'll probably be like yeah, four hundred thousand. Great, I, I might be able to go lob to him in a few weeks' time, or maybe even Christensen, and then I'll go. You lob could probably to get Christensen else. to Billings would be amazing. Yeah, Christensen to Billings for and then like six, for sixty k. Christensen yeah. and sixty k to go to Billings. That's yeah. a, that's a great deal. So there, look for people that didn't start with Billings. It's great um, for people who, who did start with him. I think you got to assess your options, work out who you have, what you want in your team by the end of the year, and then go accordingly. Yep. Cool. And what would you say, Chris, for those that are looking at um, Robbie Gray for Billings? Uh it's he's not. Got, he's got the buy as well. It's not outstanding, but it's. I mean, the buy is not too much of an issue because you've got a rookie that you can play on field and and you can take those points that and you week take anyway. Robbie over the other ones. Yeah. It's, okay. But the. the at the end of the day, my issue is th- with that is this. Um, it's not going to cost you that much. You, you literally, it's, it's an upgrade. It's going to cost you 60 or 70K um, to get to Robbie Gray. I don't know if Rockcliffe not playing the role that he's not being fit, if that does eventually impact Robbie Gray's... In uh, the future, mid- when... Ro- when Ro- yeah, okay. Frank. Last week, ro- and to the date, um, Robbie Gray has the second most CBA attendances um, of Port Adelaide midfielders behind Ollie Wines. So he's playing basically pure midfield. I'm not sure he's going to sustain that for the whole year. So if you trade him in at a peak price um, and then he starts playing a little bit of forward and dropping in those 70s and 60s, don't blame us. Yep. I'm personally going to wait till he's by because I think that that's a better time to pick him up. Fair enough. Anyway, guys, that's cool. it for this episode. I will do the community one um, following on now. So cool. I hope you enjoy. Uh, until next time, we are Supercoach Insider. Cheers. Peace out. Peace out. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry! Bye!